two of the Overtime Podcast. Wyatt Krieger, Georgia Amor, our 32nd guest here with you. Best start in program history at 7-2. and two. Coming off a big win in Charlottesville. First time back-to-back since 2007. What led to that victory? You had 21 in that as well. I did, but um, I think we were just on a good roll. You know, we have that momentum this season. And I think a big part of that game, it was a rivalry game, mm-hmm. yes. But um, any game in the ACC is tough, especially when you lose the main part of your team like mm-hmm. Liz went out with the injury um first half so I think a whole lot of things just led us to rally together and really pull it through so. yeah what was that like dealing with Elizabeth Kelly having that injury and you guys kind of having to rally together like you said was that you know kind of a position you guys haven't been in yet this season and what was that like dealing with that yeah we haven't been in that position yet obviously like our team our um I think we're probably one of the smallest benches in the ACC mm-hmm. um but, you know, that doesn't really affect us that much. But, you know, Liz is a big part of what we do. And to see her go out, it was kind of moving for all of us because that's what a double-double right there yeah. out of the game. <laughs> um, so I think everyone just took ownership. And Coach Brooks always says, you know, you have a role and do it. And if you do it, we'll be fine. But I think a couple of us really stepped up and almost exceeded the role we had. So that helped a lot. You know, the team's having a lot of success in year, this year. And you say, like, Kenny Brooks getting everyone to buy in. What's that been like, and what do you think the biggest difference this year, um, this team has been compared to last year? Um, I think where we're kind of at this year, it's not as similar as what we were last year, but I think we're more together at this point in the season compared to what we were last year. Mm-hmm. Because I think this time last year we had lost a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had, I think this week had just come off a win against, at the time, number two, NC State. Like mm-hmm. that happened a year ago, uh, almost today. Um, so I think that's when the shift happened last year, and I think this year we just had a better start, and we're building on it still. So I don't think we're like at that point yet, but definitely building on. Mm-hmm. How about Kenny Brooks's offense? How's that different from you know other offenses you've played in in the past? I think his offense it's it's flowing, it's pretty, but yeah. there's so many options in one set. Right. Like the defense can scout whatever they want to scout. They can scout to take Liz out. They can scout to take Shep out. But what? they also don't see is all the other options within the play. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So someone different can step up every game. Right. Yeah, at that point. There's so many different looks in, like, one play. Yep. Yeah, I'm always interested in that coach-point guard relationship because as the point guard, you kind of have to be the coach on the floor. So what is that relationship like with Kenny Brooks? I know he does a great job of kind of making those genuine co- connections with everyone on the team, but what is it like specifically with you as the point guard, as the floor general, so to speak? Yeah. I think we just have a great trust in each other and you can't have a good relationship without great trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just like conveys and obviously I adore him. So whatever he says, I'm going to buy into and vice versa, he's going to give me that energy. But I think just carrying it onto the court, if Coach Brooks and I see eye to eye, then the team's going to trust me mm-hmm. more. Because if I'm saying something completely different to what he's saying, then they're going to get confused and... Yeah, mm-hmm. We were talking about, uh, before the podcast, we had him on uh, a few episodes back, and he talked for 45 minutes. I mean, he was a great guest, and uh, I know our viewers really enjoyed that. Um, what were the words that he said that got you to come to Virginia Tech? What, what's, what did he sell you? I think it was just the family aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, from Australia to America is a trip, but from Australia to America's East Coast, that's a ridiculous trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Just his impression on me and my family, like, that was a big thing. Um, I knew I was going to be safe here. I knew I was going to be taken care of. But I specifically remember after I committed, I committed on spot. Mm -hmm. So I committed in his office. And 
when I went out to walk out, because I had a flight in about four hours, he like looked at me and he was like, we're going to work. <laughs> and I looked back and I was like, oh. <laughs> Which like, at the, like, it's a good thing, but yeah. it was just like, wow, like he's going to develop me. He's going to take the time to make me a player, a better player than what I already have. How long is that flight? That's got to be. <laughs> I think like altogether travel, like driving and all around 30-ish. Which way do you go around? Yeah. I, was th- I was trying to... Probably the other way, you know, right? Like, you think you go... Yeah, you don't go across <laughs> the US, right? No, you can go both ways. You can go both ways. Yeah, so I've yeah. taken Depends many on the trips. airline. Yeah, I've taken <laughs> many trips here, and they've all been different routes. But, okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, I've gone across America. Was that a bit of a culture shock, kind of going from living, growing up in Australia, that being like the only environment you knew, and then coming to Blacksburg in the United States, was that a bit of a culture shock for you? Yeah, it was for sure. I think location-wise, probably not, because where I'm from, it's a bit of like a rural area, really? farming, mm-hmm. all of that. So that aspect wasn't really different. It's not like I went from a city to yeah, right. here. Um, but yeah, culture, food, everything like that was mm-hmm. just a big shift. Food better sure. here there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. <laughs> Don't answer that. How'd that help you grow as a player and as a person, just that trip from uh, Australia to here? Yeah, I think in my mind, I've always approached it as like, this is my opportunity. If I'm here and I'm complaining right. about everything, I'm not going to get anything out of it. So even though it's a massive shift, it's just, this is my life for the next mm-hmm. however many years I'm here for. Um, why waste it and complain about what I right. don't have? Yeah, and what about playing, you know, you played for the U19 national team for Ballarat Rush. Did I say that right? Yeah. Ballarat Rush. You know, how did that help you kind of grow into a player? And did that make things easier coming to the ACC and playing Division One college basketball, having already gotten that kind of professional mm-hmm. type experience? Yeah, I think playing at home professionally, it kind of matures you a bit. I think um, coming into college, I never really had the expectation that, you know, I was – I was the best player at home, so I'm going to be the best player here. Like, no. I got extremely humbled in the WNBL. I got humbled in the NBL. Um, so I think that mindset was a big help. But even just, like, the willingness to grow and develop and take in and learn. Because when you play at home with professionals, you watch them and you learn from them. Especially yeah. because the league it was in, like, they were my idols. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a weird parallel, but definitely helps a lot doing what I did that hard Yeah, game. that's really cool. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. So you play along one of the best guards in the ACC, uh, Asia Shepard. How's that having just such a great shooter by your side all the time? Yeah, I mean, this is like my second and a half view with her or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's great? She's just, she's that super senior. She's right. a yeah. bit of a grandma, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, like unfortunately, like she's, this is her COVID year, so she's going to be gone next year. So I guess just, learning and listening and just building that relationship mm-hmm. because inevitably it's going right. to finish mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah so moving back to this season it just seems like you know we're talking on the way here this team's just not getting as much national buzz as maybe uh you guys deserve um you know can't get into the top 25 we saw this week duke had more votes than you you guys swept duke this year do you guys like that do you guys do you guys kind of use that as motivation or is it just kind of on to the next one keep we don't even really care about the outside stuff. Yeah, I think as soon as we read into all those rankings, like that can affect us mentally. I yeah. Mean, you look at some of those teams and you never know if you would beat them or if you wouldn't beat mm-hmm. them or if they're bet like, there is no way we're going to play every single people right. in the 25 poll. We would never know. Um, but Coach Brooks always says like, there's a difference between the hunters and the hunted. Yeah. And at the moment, we are the hunters. Mm-hmm. And that's love kind of that. fun. I love yeah. that. You just go after people. Um, so as, as long as we keep that mindset, we'll 
it, that stuff doesn't matter. That's our headline right there. I think we're going to use that quote. <laughs> um, how about your team? How do they react to something like that? Because I know, uh, you know, we've asked other players this question in the past, and it's usually, um, you know, we focus one game at a time. Mm -hmm. What is your team? Is there any buzz about, you know, the top 25 between your team, or is that always, hey, we're, you know, we're leaving that for the side? I think, I mean, we definitely check the poll, and yeah. we definitely yeah. look at the verse receive, but I don't think it's live or die by yeah. it. No, you know, If it was, <laughs> I think mentally we'd be in a much worse headspace yeah. than what we are, but um, definitely use it as motivation, and I mean, check in it every so often, but mm -hmm. don't take too much. Yeah. Um, use it as fuel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, we've read uh, that you're in control of the music before, is it before <laughs> and after the games? Sometimes before. Sometimes before? Never after. Okay. So, after a big win, what's one song you need to play? <laughs> um, get the girls fired up. Honestly, after wins, we kind of just sit there and talk and get all excited. Mm -hmm. and we plan if we're going to spray Coach Brooks with some water or whatever, yeah. but <laughs> there's never really any music after the game. How about the, if there's one song, so I look back to the Boston Red Sox playoff run, they had this one song called Dancing on My Own, they played it. <laughs> Uh, before, after every game, they were obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. Fans rallied around it. Fans it was... rallied around it. It was a whole big thing. Have you guys had a song like that in the past or this year at all? I don't think so. Okay. No. Okay. I think we're pretty, honestly, like a superstitious team individually. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, like, individuals will have their own ways of getting prepared. So, I think, don't want to mess with that too much. I right. don't want to take any. What do you have? What are your, some, of your, some of your superstitions? I mean, I, I listen to house music and all of that. House music. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But I don't think anyone else on the team likes <laughs> So as a point guard, some games you, you obviously have to be the facilitator, but I mean, you've shown the ability to be capable as a scorer. You had 20 against FSU, 20 against Duke. Um, is that something you kind of feel out as the game goes or before the game, if you're, if you're feeling it, are you just like, I, I, I'm going to get my shots up? Yeah, I think I definitely need to be more aggressive because the more aggressive I am, the more it opens up for others. Yeah. So I think I can never be um, one or the other. Um, but... I think just stepping up like this year compared to last year, just being more aggressive and just seeing what we need, I guess. I think so far I have been feeling it out, which mm. I think tends for me to kind of come out more in the second half than it is the first. Yeah. But honestly, I probably should start off the game like that. But when we lost Liz, you know, we needed that. And I think Shep, everyone pretty much stepped up in that role too. But yeah, You play yeah. with such a veteran team too, and you're one of the younger players. Uh, that does get big minutes. Mm -hmm. What's that like having to be the floor general and that leader on the team with a bunch of older players? I think just a mutual respect. Like, mm -hmm. I know that what whoever says what is going to be understood and it's going to be carried out on the floor. So I think that helps a lot. Um, but I don't really feel as young as yeah. <laughs> I do because I am a sophomore, but I'm also almost 21. Yeah. So, like, I am, like, the junior's age. The <laughs> okay, there you you go. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I got you. So, I mean, as the, as the point guard, how does playing with Elizabeth Kittley help you out? I mean, that just seems like she would just be so fun to play with, make your job that much easier, having that mismatch mm -hmm. on the floor at all times. Yeah. I mean, sometimes she uh, almost tells me what to do. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have that relationship where in the heat of the moment, it'll kind of just come out, like, aggressive. And if, if you didn't know our relationship, then it would kind of almost seem like she's mad at me. Mm -hmm. But there was, like, an instance against Duke, uh, Duke I think it was, um, but she told me what to do, and I was like, wow. <laughs> but then I did it, and it worked. I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, she's she's incredibly smart, and she reads the game really well, and she's yeah. obviously incredibly talented. So all aspects she covers, and it just helps us immensely. 
All right, Coach Brooks brings a recruit to Virginia Tech. What's one spot you want to show him on campus? If you had to choose one, oh. it can be an overrated one. part of campus. It can be anywhere. One spot or underrated <laughs> in your opinion. You put me on the spot. Why? You answer first. Can you say the question again? Sorry. A recruit. Coach Brooks brings a recruit, and he says, Wyatt, you got to show him the number one spot on campus. Where are you taking Oh, we're going to either PK's okay. or Substation. Well, so it has to be food? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I would say the pylons. The pylons would be good. Maybe Drill field, pile, duck pond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I reckon you grab a slice of Benny's. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sit on the pylons around 5.36 p.m., Watch the sunset. In the, in, in the summer, not in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. That's the best answer. You combine those two answers. There you go. <laughs> All right, enough of the serious questions. Why? You got to get one to fire, fire off? Yeah, so we were just talking about food. I was going to ask your favorite place to eat in Blacksburg. Um, but I guess I'd rather ask, what made you choose the communication science and social inquiry major that you have? Because I know you so, involved in that. Yeah, I was in that because I wanted to be like, a, I guess, something with sports or whatever. But I actually changed my major to sociology Okay. Um, because I want to teach. I just like love helping people. And I think that's like the best route for it. But yeah, that's awesome. they, I think they need to update their website. They do, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, it's like my third major change. So I, I can't blame them. I'm kind of <laughs> unpredictable. It also wow. seems like you have a great relationship with the men's team. How does that work, like, during the season? I mean, are you in contact with those guys? I know you're both obviously so busy and you're supporting each other, but how does that kind of relationship work? Yeah, I mean, we're always around each other, so yeah. we always have to say hey and whatever. But I think um, I think we just understand each other, and it's just a mutual respect, as I said. But mm -hmm. I think they're in a position where they've been unlucky a couple of times, and that was kind of us last year, like the single-digit losses mm -hmm. that, the heartbreak, whatever it mm -hmm. is. So I think just checking in on them because it will be okay. Like, and the more they stick together, whatever, it'll be fine. But yeah. I think, I don't know, it's just proud of them too for when they do have that success. Yeah. Like, you know, Hunter and Sean had a great game the other day and like I texted them right after the game and I was like, I'm proud of you guys. That's because awesome. they really just pulled it through. So mm -hmm. yeah. at Virginia Tech, it's kind of the only other group that understands what you're going through right. in season, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, in Han, like, we're in here all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, I see them every single day. Yeah. All right. Why number five? I was actually number five myself growing up. So. Okay. Mm. Um, so at home, they went from shortest to tallest. And it always started <laughs> Just at stuck number with five. you? Really? Um, but I think I was, I used to be number 15 okay. as a kid. And that number was just given to me. But I think as I grew up, the height thing played into mm -hmm. it. So... It was a choice, but it wasn't a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a favorite sport to watch outside of basketball or the other things to do outside of basketball? Um, I like watching Australian rules football. That's always exciting. Um, I'm get, I've been getting into that. Yeah, I've been getting into that. Especially with the Olympics last, in the summer. That was amazing. But, yeah. I think if it wasn't basketball, what sport would you play? Australian rules football? Or? I played so many sports as a kid. Yeah. I honestly could not pick one. When was it basketball? When was it 100% in on mm. basketball? It was probably when I got to, maybe I was like 14, okay. because yeah. at home, the way the program works is like, it's busy. Yeah. <laughs> and me being a rural kid, I had to travel so much. Like my mom would have to drive me two hours for one training session in the city and bring me back that same night. So there was no way I could mm -hmm. do two or three sports. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think probably around 14. Was there someone in your life that, you know, told you 
hey, you're really good, you can play at the next level? Um, honestly, as a kid, I, I've always been, like, sporty and athletic. Yeah. So the sports that I did, I loved it because <laughs> I was good <laughs> at good. them. <laughs> Um, but I think basketball was just probably the sport that was going to give me more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I probably didn't think like that. Yeah. But it was definitely the one that took me the most places, that gave me the most friends. So I was like, right. okay, I love basketball <laughs> because of these reasons. Um, but I, I'm glad I chose it. Yeah. So who's the best in the locker room for keeping things you know, loose and fun throughout the entire season? Um, Aside from you and your ox. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say me. Yeah. I don't know. I think all of us, well, our team has a very relaxed and laid back personality. Yeah, that's um, good to have. Which is weird because the teams I've been a part of before have always been like loud. Right. I don't know if that's just an Australian thing or not, yeah. but yeah, everyone is definitely relaxed. So. All right, what are your go to kicks for game day? Not the, those not are these. pretty cool though, too. Thank you. They're, um, uh, they're white Nikes with an orange swoosh. Yeah, those are nice. Low blazers. <laughs> But so far, when we've been winning, I've been wearing the Giannis's, okay. Zoom Freak ones. So, but I love any type of Kobe. But Kobe's again, the best shoes. The superstition. Why is the shoe guy? He knows more. Right. There will never be shoe better than the Kobe eats, no. in my opinion. Um. So, do you have any favorite WNBA, NBA players that you kind of look up to, try to model your game after? Yeah, I mean, so far I've been kind of keeping in. Uh, watching Patty Mills. Really? Yeah, I think he's just a good role model, not only for Australians, because he is, like, um, I think he has Aboriginal descent, and he's, like, really vocal about, like, Mm -hmm. Torres Strait Island and all that, so I think that's a great thing, but I think he's just a hard worker. I think he's always kind of been probably undervalued in everything he's been in, but I think this year he's been really good, so. All uh, All the courts in the ACC that you've played on, What's the best stadium, I guess, you've been to? Castle. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, if it wasn't Castle, where? Um, I, every place is so different, to be honest. And to be honest, too, like, the, four of the games, oh, sorry, two of the games we played this year have been Duke and UVA. Yeah. And last year I had never played in their gyms. Okay. So I'm still experiencing yeah. people's right. gyms. Um, but, you know, Duke, that's just a historical yeah. arena, like, yeah. It is. So, do you have a favorite place to eat in Blacksburg, either off campus or on campus? Um, I always get asked this question. I always get stuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. We... No, because it just like depends <laughs> on the day and what I'm feeling. You know, sometimes right, it could be right. Pandry Express. Sometimes it could be the farmhouse. I don't yep, know. Yeah. It really I get streaky with mine too. I'll go like a week and I'll eat the same thing, cause mm-hmm. I, and then it, I get tired. Oh yeah, that was me with Chipotle last week. And now <laughs> That's I'm like, every other week I with Chipotle. Go there. Right. <laughs> Chipotle either hits or it misses. It like, does. sometimes it's just really bad. Sometimes it's really good. That is a great call. How about yeah. fans in the stands? What's that, what's that like this year? Yeah. I mean, like, last year was COVID, so we right. had none. And exactly. That, I didn't realize how big of a difference it makes. Yeah. Especially at home. We had fans, but, like, I think... Limited, right? The, yeah, yeah, and, like, the college aspect of fans causes them to be so much more invested and yeah. involved yeah. in the energy. Great like, that, they watch the game because, like, they care so mm-hmm. much. Whereas I think at home, the difference is, like, they watch the game because they got some tickets. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like, but, like, they just bring the energy and the noise, and it really just affects the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the crowd for that UVA game was mm-hmm. fantastic. Was, no. that, was that one of the most crazy environments you've played in, or were you... In Australia, were you playing in kind of jet-packed gyms like that all the time? No, that was the craziest really? I've ever been in. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think the second craziest 
thing I've been in is when we were in Belarus, and they actually bought like the Belarus military to fill the stands. Oh my gosh! They didn't make any noise, but it was just intimidating. That's intimidating. That's yeah, even, that's even more. Yeah, that's right. super intimidating. Right. Were they running yeah. against you? No, they just weren't doing anything. They, they were just, just sitting, sitting there. there. <laughs> yeah, they're so like well behaved and disciplined that they just like. <laughs> I think um, it was to like bring attention okay. to the tournament, but that was oh. just intimidating. Um, how about take us through it? Maybe your busiest day you've had this year with basketball, school, everything going on. Um, or an average day. Yeah, an <laughs> average day. I mean, I'll do one when we travel. So I think last week when we're traveling to. <clears throat> I can't even remember, but I had study hall 8 a.m. It should go for two hours, but mm-hmm. I have class at 9.05, so I have to leave for that. Then once that 9.05 class leaves, I have a 10.10 class. 10.10 oh. finishes. I grab lunch. I come here. It's like taping, film, practice. At this point of the season, recovery, yeah. treatment. Um, and then, yeah, I guess traveling and then doing homework on the bus. That's a new thing, too. I'm a, I'm a junior in credits now. Yeah. So the homework is catching up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing things I've never done before. Junior is the hardest year, too. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand how much goes into being a student athlete. And, like, your day-to-day is just, you know, wall-to-wall. Like mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. So I think they need to appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, basketball, it's so important that you're playing your best late in the season towards March. Do you guys still think that you haven't played your best basketball yet? And what do you guys kind of need to do to make sure that, you know, you're coming together at the perfect time this year? Yeah, I think we still have room to grow. And I think the best game is probably when all the shooters are on and Liz is on, you know, the yeah. inside-outside game we talk about. Because I think we have had glimpses of that. But if you go back and look at our games, I think it's kind of swinging um, one or the other. But I think the best game is when that's all going to be on. But as you said the end of the season is probably the best time for it to happen so as long as we just keep growing and strive for that we'll, we'll be in good. good shape all right i didn't want to bring up notre dame you guys play them on thursday mm-hmm. at south bend mm-hmm. from what i know i don't think you guys have won at south bend in quite a long time if not we have well, well two years ago okay well, i was looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> i was looking at yeah. i wasn't playing though but okay they well, definitely have one. Yeah. Your first chance to win in South Bend. Your, yeah, my, there you yeah, go. Mine. And that's what I meant by yeah. that question. <laughs> Your first chance to win. We'll cut, we'll cut that point. Um, so what's the recipe for, uh, for victory then? Um, and I hope this comes out before Thursday. <laughs> like we've always been doing this season, I think just staying locked into the scout mm-hmm. and just having some confidence, and especially me just staying aggressive. I think that's... I love it. You got anything else? It's good. All good. All right, Georgia Amor, episode number 32 of the Overtime Podcast. Good stuff. Thanks Thank you so much, much Thank Georgia. You very good luck much. the rest of the great, season. Great answer. Thank you. Really good stuff. Thank you very much. Okay, what was I looking at with the Notre Dame? <laughs> In Notre Dame. I definitely know because it was Muffet. Uh, That's our one win there. Yeah. All time. Oh, that was embarrassing. I'm so sorry, Georgia. No, it's okay. Let me see. Gee, in my game notes, I've got you as a sociology major. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, but what am I looking at here? This is what I saw. Are you on the opponent's history tab? Yeah. I think it was 2009. They skipped 2019. That's what I was looking at. Because it goes from 17 to 17. Yeah. What? We need to cut that. 
<laughs> we'll just start from when I say her chance for a win. Whatever, it's fine. So it is missing a few. It's missing two. But I should have looked at. I should have looked at this because yeah. it does show one win. But it is here. Mm-hmm. But we did lose them twice last year, so I'm mad about that. All right. Well, yeah. chance to bounce back. <laughs> We they were not that good. They were not that good. <laughs> they still aren't really though. As good as what they used to be, so Alright. What about Clemson? Anything on Clemson this year? I'm doing your uh your game versus Clemson. Um I think they've been through a bit of strife. I think they've already had like two people transfer. Oh, Through the wow. season? Yeah, well sorry, one retired, one transfer. Oh wow. Oh. Um but yeah, I think they're just they're a tough team because you never know what you're gonna expect. Right. But I think they're going through it a little bit. <laughs> Double zero Washington. Yeah. I would take her on my pickup team every time. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> she's good. crazy. Just like yeah. Everett at Pitt, like their team yeah. is terrible, but she's really good. Yeah. yeah. But she she transferred from Florida. So she was like probably wanted to go to a place where she could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for the time. I know you're busy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, what do you have today? Um, nothing till 3 now. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll tell you on Twitter when we Okay, perfect. That was a busy day, you explained that. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm going to start trying to fill my day like that. <laughs> I definitely need to do a TikTok or something. Yeah, you should. <laughs> because I'm sick of students. Or Carter could help you out there. I'm on TikTok now, but I don't post. Oh, it's so interesting. <laughs> I uh, I have had to delete it a few yeah. times. I had one of my buddies screen set, time. Yeah, I had him set a uh, screen time password, mm-hmm. but I was nagging him to. I was like, all right, what's the password? So it's I have the so password bad. now, and we're in limbo. But. Yeah, thanks so much again. Thanks for setting it up, Carter. You're welcome, guys. Where's the... Uh, do you all need anything else of her... Um,